1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Wolverhampton Wanderers lose two games back-to-back in the league under Nuno for the first time. And the first time since April 2017, we discuss the 1-0 defeat to Brighton at the Amex. But we're looking ahead to the late, late kickoff on Saturday at Molyneux. It's the big one against Tottenham. Can we get something? We always have in the past. Dave has a party from Talking Wolves is on. And is everything fun in between? It's whole Halloween. Welcome to episode 49 of the 77 Club. Your pundits this week are Harry Mansell. Hello, everyone. Dan Bayliss. Hello, Wolves fans. And he's been begging to come on again. Dave has a party from Talking Wolves. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we'll start off with the very sad news. Uh, it seems right to do it. Vichacy Watana Proper, the uh, Leicester owner who sadly died along with four others in a helicopter crash. Gents, we all send our uh, yeah. thoughts and best wishes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Deepest condolences to all the football family, I think, this put something above football doesn't it it's, very it's horrible really I mean lots of people saying oh it puts everything into perspective but I think it, it it does the opposite of that in that it just shows that what a family football can be I think rather than going oh we've had a shit game or, or we were shit and then that it's followed up by that it's just it, it does show that everybody cares and comes together mm. yeah it's the fact of what the guy did outside of football as well I mean he, he invested millions I think into the university and gave fans season tickets and breakfast when they were going to away games just shows what football can be and how it can bring people together so it is terribly sad that it's one of those guys the good guys it, of football it was mad so obviously I was disappointed after the game Saturday but then you had the Brighton fan died mm. and then obviously Glenn Oddle gets rushed in and that happens it was a weird night Saturday but yeah rest in peace man it was, it was horrible well we'll start off though with Brighton Harry I'll start with you you're one of the people there you said again we could have been playing till sort of next Saturday and we, we wouldn't have scored. It was just yeah. one of those games again, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I was really. It was a really frustrating game as well. We, we totally dominated the game. Um, they literally scored their only chance. I think it was their only shot on target, wasn't it? Glenn Murray's goal, and uh, we played well in parts. We missed a few sitters, and 
we didn't get a bit of luck. Like I remember Neves's volley when it went into the box on the corner and the keeper just sat on it and it could have gone anywhere. But yeah, it's just frustrating. Jimenez wasn't very good again, so he come off early. Then Jota come on and I don't know what's happened to him, but I think he's lost the plot a bit. And uh, we just couldn't score. It was so frustrating. Wolves have lost back-to-back league games for the first time under Nuno, the previous time doing that back in April 2017. Bayliss, though, I think the man of the match that day was the goalkeeper Matt Ryan, wasn't it? Yeah, there were a couple of chances that we sort of created in the second half. And it was one of those days, and much like we saw at Watford, where no matter what Wolves did, you sort of got the feeling that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and then you just weren't going to get that conversion into the goal. And I think it's we've, we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, where you go in, this is the quality we need, this is what we need to to win games and get results in this league and Brighton did the job really well two massive fuck off centre backs that got rid of everything keeper had a really good game the the Neves one that Harry just mentioned it could have gone anywhere and the guy saved it between his knees so it's just a bit of a weird one I think Jota again massive point he he didn't want to take on Bruno at one point in the game Bruno's 38 years old <laughs> like if you're gonna if you want to try and skin someone as a young lad you're gonna take on the old bloke at fucking right back it was just bizarre I just I don't get what's happened something has happened in his head he is genuinely scared of being on the ball which last year he would have taken a run on like we saw in the Villa goal it's just not happening for the poor guy Dave should Doty have had a penalty to be honest Sam I didn't go to the game because I'm a plastic and I didn't see the highlights <laughs> and, and I didn't plastic, see that shit YouTube channel I didn't, even, I didn't see the highlights either so I can't judge I really can't judge I just thought you know what we lost it sounds like we had a dreadful game I'm not even going to spend my time watching match of the day it wasn't even a dreadful game that day. No, we played it, quite we, well. We, we dominated just... for big parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. Penalty, if it had been a penalty against us, you just said, fucking hell, that's harsh. But the guy did jump with his hands out and you yeah. thought, oh, it struck him straight on the arm. The ref could give it or he couldn't and he didn't. There was another one as well, second half, which I watched match of the day the next day and they completely wrote it off. But I thought it was a good shout for it on the corner. Bolly was getting bear hugged. The ball like flew up into the air. And I remember at the time, stood behind the goal thinking, Jesus Christ, he's literally, this lad was just bear hugging him and he couldn't get to the ball. Ref, but ref he was never going to get it. They penalise enough for those, do they? The, no. the ones in the, in the area and stuff like that. They, they never penalise for them, which is a little bit annoying at times. Yeah, it is, yeah. Do you think? I mean, they were they were fairly lucky, weren't they? Lewis Dunk had a had a good game alongside his goalkeeper. That header from that Neves free kick, just putting it over the bar. Mm. Um, and Neves losing the ball in possession a little bit more than than he has done of late. He did get back and win it in the end. But what did you think of the positioning of Connor Cody and Ryan Bennett for that Glenn Murray goal, Harry? It, well, you could say that, but he, literally Bruno's just gone volleyed it and it's like fluked to the back stick. And Glenn, it's a good finish by Murray, really. He looked like a tapping, but he still had a lot to do. He was just one of them. He's just one of those days where you just knew they'd get like a chance and get lucky and it'd go in. Because it was a bit of fortune to it, especially with the cross. But um, we were good at the back, you know, that was their only shot. Um, Brighton are a good team. They, I think they've only lost five at home since they got promoted, which says a lot. But they literally did. They were solid, man. They had like two banks of four. And we were just, it was literally just us trying to break them down all game. And you got to give them credit because they did defend quite well. Just got a couple of um, STIs here, which are stats to include. And uh, there's some really interesting ones is that I think we've had 214 shots this season. And with our goals to shots ratio is a 214 to 9. So we need 24 shots to score one goal at the moment. That's mad, isn't it? Liverpool... Uh, Oh, actually, sorry, the, that's exactly the same as Liverpool's shots per game, which is about 17.8 shots per game. There's a problem here, which I've said since uh, sort of day one of the transfer window, is that we don't have like a prolific striker or at least a decent one to bring on. Bring you on on that, Dave, as a party. I agree. To be fair, I thought we had less shots than that. I knew we had a lot. But I was on a Spurs channel yesterday. I only thought we had sort of like 150 shots, which is still a fair amount. But now you said that started, it's ridiculous. But I think the thing Wolves were scared about the most in summer, I think every fan wanted another striker. But the thing they were scared about the most was upsetting Raul Jimenez before the season had even kicked off because he came to Wolves to play football because he wasn't getting it in Benfica. And if he knew that he was going to be second fiddle to someone else that Wolves would bring in, I think it was always going to there was going to be issues there anyway. But I think he knows, and every fan knows that we need to bring someone else in in January. Whether it's guys that have been linked, at, I'm sure we'll talk about later, or whether we're going to bring in someone a little bit better. But I, I just don't know who's out there at the moment that's experienced. I know a lot of Wolves fans calling for that experienced guy who's going to get us goals, but. 
there was only four guys I think that got 20 plus goals in the Premier League last season and they all play mm-hmm. for the top four uh, bar Jamie Vardy who I don't think we'd sign so it's going to be a tough ask but I'd assume they're going to have their targets ready before January who would you say was a standout player Bayliss when it came to that Wolf side? I don't think I can really put it on it. Doxy had Is a anyone game. undroppable? Doxy at the moment. Yeah. The guy that we paid 55 grand for. He's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And I'm the guy that hammered him after the Leicester game. But the guy, he has just been sensational ever since. Mm. The way he plays the ball, the positions he gets in is the biggest thing. When huge you Neves, chance. Huge when you watch chance Neves pick the ball up in the middle of the park, the first thing Doxy does is get as wide as he possibly can gets as high as he possibly can and beats the offside trap and he had a massive chance on Saturday and he put it the width of a Nats knob just outside <laughs> yeah. the, just outside the post <laughs> now that was our chance that was the big one I think we were even talking about it weren't we Harry in the stand yeah, yeah. and that's knob <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Harry's knob we're talking about Harry's knob he's given up microwave meals fizzy drinks and sweets because back in June 2017 he was equivalent of about 14 stone which Oof. for a sprightly win back is, is a little bit on the heavy side same weight as my left leg yes. <laughs> yeah but to be true. fair to him he's always had amazing stamina hasn't he he's always been yes. known for getting up and down and you know well the main the main part of that I think I read that the article was basically Nuno I think Nuno noticed he was a bit chunky and Nuno asked him about his body fat. the way that he waddled down the road at Compton? Yeah, but I mean, you say about Nuno having us, this effect on players, but with Doc, he, he probably has with that. There's just mm. a little comment like that and yeah. it makes someone look in a, a different direction. And obviously, he has lost a bit of weight by looking at him and it sort of shows at the moment with the way he looks a much more athletic player as well. Here's a clip of Nuno talking to Wolf CV tough but uh, disappointing and I think I saw the game clearly I think we we play better than the opponent we play better than last week we react we had a good performance and disappointing because we concede concede in the moment that we should be more more focused but so many chances in front of our fans deserve a better hand so we must improve on that sort of similar to last week wasn't it Harry but is it sort of a positive that you can take from it that we are playing well that we're creating chances yeah I would say it's a bit different to last week because last week we were just off like completely off it we didn't really like, sc- like score we didn't even like have many chances I didn't think but this we actually were dominant but it's just the final third again I mean at the end like the last 10 minutes we were constantly going down the wings crossing balls in and it was just Jota stood in there waiting for it and I mean you're not going to score are you with Jota stood in there trying to head it in so no I think I think it's quite even though we lost 1-0 there is a lot of positives to come out of it and um, I think if we play like that against Spurs we'll actually convert some of the chances you know we've got a chance of beating them I agree with you there Harry that we put a lot of balls in the box to nobody mm. especially with their two massive centre-backs and I don't want to get because we've just come up I don't want to get into that mentality of oh there's lots of positives to take from that and there are don't get me wrong we played a decent game and lost 1-0 it's the same sort of rhetoric I'm getting into where we lost at Leicester had a bad day against Watford and now at Brighton where we're doing all the right things and not creating football chances and and football results I'd rather see a scrappy 1-0 now next up against Tottenham and take the points rather than play a fantastic game and lose 2-0 at home to be fair though Bayless we've had a lot of 1-0s this season haven't we the last few have been 1-0 so but in them games we missed a lot of chances but because we won obviously every fan's like don't care Brilliant. we're amazing <laughs> but now we're losing a perfect example of what we should have been doing yeah play a tight game get the goal win and that's what Brighton really did to us Saturday oh, on an extreme level yeah 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 but sometimes you've got to do that in this league Huddersfield when they come to Molyneux no doubt about it will shut up shop try and take whatever they can from it and we've yeah, got to try and break down and score the goals bring in there Dave yeah you, you saw that against Burnley though um, we, uh, we, we were better against them we yeah. were a better team by miles but in the fact that we knew how difficult they were going to be because how they were going to set up and we created how many chances and we still oh, somehow tens, only scored one goal we, I think we had over 30 shots and I think mm. that's the only thing the only negative thing that I've seen over the last sort of year or so under Nuno is yeah last season a lot of teams probably 90% of the teams came to Molyneux and sat back but any of those teams that literally had 11 men behind the ball, we struggled to break down. Sunderland, we only just beat. And they they had one shot all game. And we couldn't we just... No, I think no, we, we drew to them. That was it. Yeah. We drew to them. We didn't even beat them because they they sat back and we just couldn't break them down. And I think that's mm. the only thing that we, we're struggling with. Yeah, a team might play defensive, but we'll open them up once or twice and we'll take the chance. With a team's playing with 10 or 11 men behind the ball, we're really going to struggle. Adama Traore, Harry... 
Lots of people, including yeah. me, calling him to start. Uh, and again, nobody wanted to take on Bruno, did they? <laughs> no, obviously I'm glad he started, but it, they were very deep. And Traore's game is getting in behind, and it with his pace and like running up times. people. He did have a go, but I've, I felt a bit sorry for him because he got his start and he played a team that. Like, as I say, we're very deep. So I would probably start him again against Spurs. But I don't think he will because he's he'd probably be like, well, I've given him his chance and he didn't do nothing. But yeah, I felt a bit sorry for him. And um, I don't know what to say. But Jota got nine games in a row and didn't exactly. Sort of take but he loves Jota, doesn't he? He loves Jota. So. That's very very true. Uh, here's Ryan Bennett. They've had sort of one miss hit shot that's ended up going in. Maybe a little bit of the build up we can we can sort of do better. But as I said, we you know we did dominate the game, created enough. Oh, we didn't take our chances at the end of the day and. So that's the way they set up, you know. They set up to make it difficult, and uh, that's what they did. I mean, the keepers made some some great saves. They've had some headers off the line from free kicks, which is you, know, you don't see very often at all. And uh, we need to go back and continue to do what we believe in and get as points as quick and as quick as we can on the board. Bayless, I'll bring you into it just a second. But he, he didn't have a torrid time against his Kiedo, but it's the way that they set up. You're right; they were very, very deep defensively. But that pace that his Kiedo had is, was frightening against Bennett because. You know, he did actually have to go to ground a couple of times, and considering how good he is at reading the game, that pace after a defensive sort of stand is is quite concerning. Isn't it? I mm. thought he had a decent game, Bennett. I can't really know what he did. The goal was just a bit of a fluke where the ball got flicked to the back post, headed back across, and the defence was a volley, wasn't it? But, yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. Didn't really have much to do, the defenders. If, to be honest, if you were looking at this from a Brighton perspective, you'd say this is our perfect game. We're a team that likes to come and play football. They've done what they wanted to. We counteracted it and got the goal. As a Brighton fan now, I'd be absolutely chuffed at what I saw. Mm. Whereas we're a little bit disappointed because we played the better football, had more chances and never converted. I don't think it's a massive downer on Wolves themselves. I think it's more about watching what Brighton did and how they played the game of Premier League football and how that brought us apart. Yeah, but we're a better team than Brighton, aren't we? So the better team doesn't always win, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I want to ask you all a question individually and it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the Brighton game but I just want to ask in your opinions who is the last best striker we've had at the club so who's the standout the last standout striker for you to go yeah they, they'd walk straight into this team I'll start with you Harry well I would say a phobie but obviously we'll walk into the team because Nuno didn't fancy him so <laughs> probably a phobie if you discount Wally who's with us under yeah. Nuno Dave I would, well, I probably would have said a Phobie's first stint as well. Um, the yeah, best yeah. sort of striker in, in the current team that he was in, who's by far obviously the best forward that we'd had for a, for a number of years. Bayliss? Yeah, there's cases to be made for Blake, Ebanks Blake and Miller, but n- since Bull, nothing's come close to the quality to expect the outcome that we now want as as the football we're playing. I don't think anyone's been close. Uwalumo, nowhere near. Fletcher, nowhere near. Fletcher, Fletcher was good. nowhere near. Yeah, Fletcher was good. That would have been my shout for, P- for no, I think a player nah, at the time nah. that, that stood out. In Premier League, I'd say Fletcher. Else. Yeah. Ebanks Blake had his shout and never did it. Doyle, good player, but not a Premier League striker to the quality we now need. I don't think we've had anyone since Steve Bull as a goal-scoring ability to just stick it in the net because that's all we need now. So Ebanks Blake did, but not in the Prem, did he? He couldn't do it in the Prem. Neither did Steve, Steve Ball didn't do it in the top division. Yeah, but we don't know. He would off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is hearsay, though, isn't it? Because you could go, well, actually, if you compare Ebanks Blake and Steve Bull together in the second tier of English football, they're, they're not dissimilar. Is that they, they couldn't tackle, but the second touch was in the net. That's the difference. So you would actually say, uh, Dave and Harry, you, you're going with um, sorry, you're going with a phobie, and, yeah. and Bayless, you're saying the last the last one was Steve Bull. I don't think we've had anything to the quality <laughs> where Wolves have been able to say, here's a striker that's going to score us twenty years, twenty goals a year in the top flight of English football, which Bull would have been able to do if he had the chance. Yeah, but he didn't play there. Yeah, I know he didn't, but we're, this is all <laughs> right. metaphorical. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, ask, I'm asking you where. Yeah, and I don't think there anyone is. I don't think Miller was good so enough. He had his chance. Blake wasn't good enough. He had his chance. Uluma wasn't good enough. Fletcher had a good go, but he wasn't quite good enough. Doyle, pretty good player. Like Doyle, like the best of the five. Not a goal scorer. So your, goal answer scorer, is, yeah. your, your answer is John Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, might as well uh, fucking well be. Yeah, Andy Gray. Excellent. Andy Gray. <laughs> 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 he was born when he played. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, Kate, okay, we'll move on now to Tottenham and your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? 
I'm joined now by Dan Tracy from The Real Football Cast. Dan, just give it a plug to begin with. You can uh, hear me each week at realfootballcast.com, literally just dissecting all the Premier League action from the weekend before and just sort of trying to fit in as much as we can in 60 minutes. I spotted your tweet to begin with, which would have been on Tuesday. It says, after watching the game last night, uh, obviously Man City versus Tottenham at Wembley, only conclusion I can make is that an NFL pitch is quite narrow, isn't it? And uh, that's all the positives you took from that game, I say. It. Pretty much, yeah. It's quite startling to see how narrow an NFL pitch is because you just all you could see with these sort of rectangular markings and Wembley's obviously quite expansive. But I mean that in itself didn't help the uh, the product on offer in terms of a, uh, a watching fan in attendance. I was fortunate or perhaps unfortunate enough to be there yesterday. Um, yeah, I think the pitch just wasn't conducive to a good ninety minutes. And it's nice of the NFL and, and Wembley to leave all that branding there just for a little bit of extra exposure as well. Yeah, I guess it does them um, no harm in terms of sponsorship, does it? So you're certainly not going to forget who's been uh, playing there 24 hours before. <laughs> now, uh, it's the big one. It's a quarter to eight kickoff this weekend, Saturday versus Wolves at Molyneux. Are you going to begin with? Uh, no, I'm actually at a wedding in London, so um, I can't make that one. To be so fair, we, we may be as drunk as you are by quarter to eight. We're <laughs> sort of a bit <laughs> apprehensive about this late kickoff on a Saturday. But first of all, how do you expect Tottenham to line up? Because I mean, it's been actually been quite a busy week for the Spurs. Yes, I mean we're in the midst of a uh, an awful run of games in terms of scheduling. It's what four games in eight nine days, I believe. So oh, nine, yeah, not ideal. That's it, nine. So not ideal. Um, coming off the back of um, a West Ham Cup game. How that pans out, I don't know. Obviously, might have to be crystal ball time on that. But that, I guess, it depends how many changes are made there will then lead into what's um, made for Saturday. So I would imagine there'll be more changes in midweek than there will be come the weekend. So something more similar to what we saw against City. But then don't forget, you've still got the likes of um, Deli Ali to start. I know you come off the bench on Monday. You've also got Ericsson. So there could be some tweaks in the final third but I think um, we know Poch likes to rotate fullback so whether it's Danny Rose who starts on Wednesday and we sort of try and keep um, the same kind of lineup in the sort of Premier League it'd be difficult to go with really but at least we've got options but the the scheduling is going to be um, something that will go against us I feel and uh, Deli Ali signed a new Tottenham deal keeping him at the club for 2024 has he got a point to prove this season? I think so, but then I think also at the same time, it's he's almost made a rod for his own back because after such a great start to his time at Tottenham, if you're not then perpetually getting better and better each season, people go, oh, oh hang on, like what's going on here? So I think he has dipped. Um, I think whether that's natural or not, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the sort of circumstances of the club this season. So there's, you can make a case for a lot of players that the spark isn't there. But I think at the same time, he does need to start turning in a few sort of more match-winning performances because they have been missing as of late. And uh, Harry Kane's form, does that concern you at all? Well, I think it does because, um, you know, I think to be called the Harry Kane team is perhaps unfair, like Pep did last season. But when he's not firing all cylinders, you certainly notice the, the difference. I mean, it's plain to see. Um, you know, Tottenham have won ugly in past weeks. We've sort of ground out 1-0 wins and I know 2-0 uh, at Huddersfield, but it's not been pretty. Um, it's not been free-flowing. Kane's sort of dipping form has been part and parcel of that. So, yeah, I think it is a concern, really, especially when there's no real sort of backup. You know, we've had this sort of long-term problem with players such as Vincent Janssen and Fernando Lorenzo, where there's such a notable drop-off when they are given minutes that, yeah, we really do feel the pinch. What should Wolves be looking out for in terms of danger men when it comes to set pieces? I guess Kieran Trippier, if he plays, is going to be one of those main men. Yep, I think he's uh, certainly proved he's dangerous um, with free kicks, not just in uh, Russia, but also with his fantastic goal against Fulham early in the season. Eriksson is not one to be ruled out either. I mean, if he starts, then he'll be sort of uh, willing and fancying taking the odd uh, free kick and corner. So there'll be the, uh, the threats going forward. But at the same time, Wolves will sort of be looking to expose our uh, set-piece issues because we've had a lot of them this season at the other end. So I think it's uh, sort of two sides of the coin, really. Tottenham have got their own threats, but they are susceptible to conceding goals. The battle that I'm looking forward to seeing is potentially Dyer versus Moutinho. Yeah, two different kind of midfielders. Um, but I think Dyer again, he's, he's got his critics this season. He's had a, a decent run of games as of late, but he's another one who's not quite hit his own 
heights of before. Um, Matinho, you know, he's very easy on the eye. A great footballer to uh, to watch. Certainly, um, you know, the way he sort of strokes the ball about for Wolves is um, like his time at Monaco, really. So it will be interesting uh, whether it's sort of guile or flair that comes out on top. We'll have to wait and see. Now, if I could give you one player from that Wolves side to go into that Tottenham side, who would you pick? Oh, can I have half a dozen, please? Because that's a fantastic <laughs> question. Um, at the moment, I'd go with um, Ruben Neves. Yeah. I think I think he's excellent. I think you know, no detriment to to Wolves at all. But there is perhaps an element that these players are in the shop window. You know, do something great for Wolves in the Premier League for say eighteen, twenty-four months, and who knows where those players will be. But he's doing the right things. If he is sort of looking for a, that big money move, he's you know, I think he's excellent. I think where he goes over the next couple of seasons, I guess he's up to him because he's got it all. Move on now to a score prediction. Neck on the line time, Dan. Most people hate doing these, but we've got to ask anyway, what are you going to go for? Do you know what? I reckon it will be a one-all draw because when I watched Wolves play Man City, I said that that won't be the only time that the big six drop points at Molyneux. And I've got a feeling that the way Tottenham will come into that game, you know, tired after such a busy week that we've just mentioned, I think Wolves will fancy um, getting something out of that and I think it will be on as even. Perfect, Dan. Thanks a lot for your time. Not a problem. Thanks, mate. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So there you go. Um, Also got something off uh, at George Ban, uh, Tottenham fan. Bar a brief cameo in their defeat to City on Monday night. He reckons Christian Eriksen's probably going to be the one to look out for, uh, getting the ball into Moore and Kane as well. Dave, how do you how do you see Nuno approaching this one? I think we'll approach it very similar to how we approach the games against Manchester United and Manchester City, especially the City game. Um, I don't think we'll be uh, well. I was about to say not as free flown and attacking as we were. I think we still will attack as we did against uh, United and City, but I think we'll be sat back a little bit deeper, uh, just trying to keep possession as much as we can. But I mean, we very rarely change the style we play um, for whoever against. So I'd, I'd expect that we see a much better performance by Wolves, and hopefully we uh, see Wolves at least bag one goal this weekend. Harry unchanged eleven or uh, Bonatini coming in at front? <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I've, I, I believe it. There might be a few changes. I think um, there's a chance he might start Cavalero. Uh, I think. I think. Don't think Jota will start. It's whether he'll start Traore again or start Costa for me so I think there might be a bit of a shake up at the top but the rest is probably as you were as usual and now I'd say it's going to be a pretty similar team but we don't know with Nuno do we we'll see what he does it wouldn't surprise me if he starts without a striker Goes. without Jimenez as well yeah wouldn't I don't surprise know me that, I, think he, I don't think he will but it wouldn't surprise me if he, he started something like Costa Cav in the middle and um, Traor on the other side wouldn't surprise me in the slightest not a bad shout. Uh, that back three staying the same. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can knock the back the back three and what we're doing in the midfield. It's just not coming off at the moment up top. If you concede one ga- goal a game, two goals a game, and create 15, 20 chances, you're up top. Have got to put them away, and that hasn't happened so far. That's the only reason we've lost games and dropped points. Dave, has Niall Ennis done enough to get named on the bench? <laughs> no, not for me. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've I've seen people say this, and I. I, I <laughs> He scored one one wonder goal. I know he's had a decent run of form in the 23s, but I don't think he's done enough for me to, to get into the first team. Um, we see it a lot. One player scores a goal. I've seen it on Twitter. It's, oh, this lad, he's going to be massive at Wolves. He was, been a massive, he was meant to be massive at Wolves like two or three years ago and injuries have let him down. He's actually like 19, 20 now. So he should really be knocking on the door to try and break in the team in the next season or so. And I can't see him doing that at the moment. It's amazing, isn't it, though? I think it's Marcus Rashford's birthday today. 140 appearances for United, four trophies, 25 England caps, six England goals, and he's 21 today. Jeez, that's it. Mad. That's is that it. a different... That's a golfing class, is it? Uh, is it that he's been given a chance? Uh, well, I think he was fortunate with the chance he got given and maybe Noel Ennis needs that sort of opportunity to sort of get into this Wolves team. Uh, he's, he's obviously young he's going to be hungry for to, to try and prove something he's quick he's obviously got quality it's just obviously with his injury past and his, his current I don't want to say attitude but of course we need a forward but I don't think Wolves are going to chuck him in the first team and risk obviously risk it basically like an Oscar Burr almost yeah that's it it's, it's quite oh, interesting God. though say we did say we say we bomb it on Saturday against Tottenham get down to a 3 or 4 nil or whatever it is you go to Arsenal, almost an impossible place to go. You lose again. So you're off the back of five, four or five, staring down the barrel of. 
what's the do you think there's a point in just giving him a go giving him 20 minutes at the end say here you go kid no pressure if you get us a goal brilliant you're digging us out the shit it's really tricky isn't it because the the longer you put it off then the the calls to bring him in is into a side that's that's losing more and more so it you know it I'll bring you in on that, Dave, because I think you're going to come on that point anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's saying that we're going to lose four or five in the bounce. We might beat Spurs and, and we might beat oh, Arsenal. Yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, I'm trying to think of it almost from like a football manager side of things as well. Because, of course, I, I sort of agree with you. There's no harm in getting him 20 minutes. But then, again, who are you going to chuck off the bench? Because, obviously, you could chuck, chuck Bonatini off. But there's still the spaces for everyone else there. I probably agree with um, what Bailey said earlier about the sort of free up front. I think that's our best bet to have free-flowing, quick attacking football at the moment. It's one of those ones where you see, when you watch us over and over again and the goals don't come when the chances are created, I think there's no point, there's no loss, sorry, no point. There's no loss in just giving someone a go. Here you go, we're creating chances, try and score something. Because if you're not scoring anyway on the back of three, four possibly five games then just just have a go 20 minutes if it doesn't come off we've lost nothing because we weren't scoring anyway sort of mentality I think um, Bonatini's going to be in there before Ennis isn't he <laughs> Bonatini hasn't started in the league yet Paul so, for months so why not have another go yeah like, I know but reshuffle? Bring, he's got to be in there before Ennis isn't he? As, as ridiculous as this sounds as well um, and I'm not bigging Paul Gladden up at all but Paul Gladden <laughs> I remember when he had the first appearance at Wolves he had like a, a game and a half and was written off straight away of course yeah. he didn't really impress in those games but and I know it was under sort of Zenger and, and Lambert and whatever but he went into the under 23s and bagged a couple of goals and you remember last year when we, or the year before when we went on that run when we couldn't score Dicko couldn't score no one yeah. could score Bodvars could score uh, he was sat in the under 23s like, why is this guy not getting a look in at the moment I know it's ridiculous and we sort of we're fighting as ridiculous as it sounds again fighting relegation for a little bit there chuck him in the squad you're giving him a game and a half in the championship level uh, of course it could come down to the point with Niall Ennis that we do that with either him or Benny Ashley Steele who's top I think he's still top goal scorer in the under 23 Premier League so there's a chance there but as you say I think Leo Bonatini will get a shout before either of those two I think quite right though Benny Ashley Seal in that uh, League Cup game put the best penalty away of the whole lot (laughs) (laughs) it just still for me just reeks of incompetence that a phobia goes to Stoke still oh yeah we needed him Saturday he'd have have put one of them away (laughs) He'd be in there making runs to get his head on it anyway. <laughs> we'll move on now to score prediction. Start with you, Harry. Oh, I'm always really biased with these. I'm going to not be biased for once. Well, technically I probably am being. I'm going to go over a 1-1 draw. <laughs> Dave? Uh, I initially predicted 1-1. Uh, but obviously with, with that guy saying with their run of fixtures and stuff, I think we could take advantage of that. I'm going to go 1-1 or uh, 1-0 Wolves. Bayless? Yeah, I'm going 1-0 Wolves. Uh, I've had a look at the betting that's coming up soon and I just I just think off the back of a couple of bad ones Nuno's going to be into them and they're really going to pull it out Saturday night on telly and your latest betting odds and ticket news are coming up right after the Gaza jingle <laughs> hey this is Gaza this is some daft shit in the high street I'm speaking to someone who got picked on the school for him ginger hair this is Gaza to the 77 high street club is that it? that jump was minging anyway hey it's Gaza this is 77 club <laughs> Oh, done by Gaza absolutely class. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam booked it to Gaza Dave, and Gaza just ripped um, Sam being ginger and wearing a shit jumper for 10 minutes. Yeah, he did. That's sad. I don't think I'm going to understand a word of that, to be you, fair. You if, you're, if you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> Put it down, Gaza. Stop. <laughs> Go on, base. Got your uh, latest betting odds. Yeah, here we are. Got a couple of betting odds. Three from our partners over at Fans Bet. It's a bit of a weird one this week. We've had a look through a couple of odds. And uh, they're all over the place. So we've gone with a 1-1. Bonatini to grab a goal. Lol. 25-1. to 1. So really, really short odds on that for some reason. If you're coming back, Wolves, 2-1 win. Troy to grab one at any point, 40-1. to 1. So there's plenty of value in that. Especially the way you know, we're creating loads of chances. We're going to score eventually. But the one I've gone with and the reason I picked out my choice for the score prediction, a Wolves 1-0 win. Matt Doherty goal, 100-1. to 1. Absolutely enormous. Someone shoot that fucking dog. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I told you. There we go. Trick or treat. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, we've got a Doxy 1 0, 100 to 1. Massive value in there, especially the way he's been playing. He should have scored Saturday. And that could have 
completely changed the whole lot of the game. Also from fans bet, kill that bloody dog. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, trick or treat. Go on. Uh, so with fans bet, you get the great weekend. So that's a Wolves win and an Albion and Villa to lose or draw. It's sixteen to one. So that's basically a three-team hacker, sixteen to one. So there's plenty of value out there, especially especially Wolves defenders scoring goals at short scoring, especially Tottenham not scoring. There's just tons of value in the market. Get yourselves onto fansbet.com. Sign up as a Wolves fan. Choose the Wolves 77 club. You've got loads of specials through. Tons of exclusive odds just for Wolves fans. It's well up there. There's plenty of value to be made this weekend if Wolves going to do the business. And if you're already signed up to Fansbet, untick Talking Wolves and go on to the 77 yes, club. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're joking. Uh, Harry's got your ticket news. Yeah, uh, just a quick one. Hold on, sorry, my phone. It's all sold out. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's all well. The next home game coming up after this is Huddersfield on the 25th of November, I believe. Obviously, there's still a few tickets left for that. I think it goes on sale to members Thursday, which will be when this releases. So I'll be quick getting onto that. Uh, obviously, Tottenham sold out really quick. The away games um, are all sold out. I think uh, Arsenal's the only one you could have. Uh, was the last one available so sold out again so that's pretty much the story of the season isn't it? this year the tickets are flying so uh, yeah you've got to be quick to get them speaking about the Arsenal game quickly I had someone message me that watches uh, Talking Wars he's like oh, I'm going to the Arsenal game he's flying from Portugal to watch yeah. the game so he goes oh where, where can I get a ticket so I think he was expecting to get a ticket in the Wall's End after they'd sold out <laughs> I was like oh, sorry mate they're sold out and he goes oh, I was wondering if you or someone could show me around the city <laughs> They're like what? I said, I said like, uh, I don't even know London. He's expecting me to, to show <laughs> him around in, all in one day and get him a ticket. There we go. <laughs> Pick up Diogo if you <laughs> do. You not provide that service at Talking World. I don't. Uh, I think, send him not, to uh, Ash Wild at News and Chat. He'll sort him right out. <laughs> Being fucking stranded at the airport. Right, okay, oh, it's time for this. <laughs> Harry's <laughs> funny story. Yeah. Um, sorry. You kill me with that one. We got. I've got to thank Seb for this one. I mate. Seb has obviously appeared on here before. Now, Fact Victor right. Anachibi on Instagram posted a picture of him and Stefan Sessignon. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's right. Yeah. Now, back in the day, he, uh, Sessignon asked Anachibi to borrow 10 grand off him. And now he's been chasing for him ever since. And he's also owed someone else 10 grand, which I think was Yusuf Malumbu. And he failed to pay him back as well. He's basically completely gone off the radar. I can't get hold of him. And uh, if you do see him alive, please forward him his number to Anachibi because he owes him a lot of money. That's and not there you bad, go. is it? Love that. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Now uh, we'll move on to a Halloween thing. <laughs> I thought that was funny how, how long it went on. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, um, here's some funny foods with funny brand names. Can you uh, get around the world mixed in with some fake ones that we've made up for a Halloween guessing game? So, can you spot the trick food from the treat food? So, the trick isn't real and the treat is you okay Harry you look like Sorry. you've seen a ghost I know it's bad for a podcast but Derby have just scored a, such a funny own goal in the cup <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh they're one good anyway carry on sorry anyway <laughs> right okay you've got one two, uh, three each or something like that uh, let's see what we can do who wants to go first Dave you can go first go uh, ass fatal beers from Norway is that a trick or treat uh, that, that's real. That's a treat. It's a treat. Yes. yes. There we go. Bayliss. Lubrush pastries from Estonia. That's a trick. <laughs> is, no, what? no, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that is, I confused myself. Harry. Yeah. Bum bum ice cream from Germany. What do you think that is? Trick or treat? It's got to be a trick, isn't it? Bum bum. <laughs> You racist, <laughs> Dave. Erectus energy drinks from the Czech Republic. Trick or treat? Treat. It is a treat. I've had one. I've actually had one. He He's got one right Erectus. now. <laughs> Bayless. Fart yeah. juice drinks from oh Poland. God. Trick. Oh, they exist. Harry Yeah P. Cola From Ghana 
you never gonna Heat believe Kona. it. Uh, that's a treat, that. <laughs> it is a treat. <laughs> Dave, Todd your toffees from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be uh, a treat. It is a treat. You know it. Uh, Love the toffees. <laughs> <laughs> groinal dried prunes from Belgium oh, trick or treat God. treat groinal dried pr- treat no <laughs> no no trick and Harry just round us off uh, cream colon biscuits from Japan that's gotta be a trick it isn't it's a treat oh so there my you go. God. That colon is a colon bit of Halloween game Awful. <laughs> oh dear. Hey, this is Gaz over to the 77 <laughs> High Street Club. Is that it? Yeah, that one. Face enough, Gaz. <laughs> oh, uh, That's brilliant. An update on our petition to, that we were going to take to the government once we got 100,000 signatures. Uh, <laughs> it's been rejected by Parliament because uh, said it's nothing to do with the government so thank you to the 20 people <laughs> who signed it so uh Fucking yeah we Tories. we're not gonna we're not gonna stop there though we're gonna carry on the fight or just get drunk <laughs> i've had a question in just on the um oh it's gonna turn into a fan casting now big mac or zinger tower uh, Harry, we wanna... don't do wrestling we don't do burgers we talk about football Excellent. uh it's just on a Halloween says, game about nothing to do with football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was five what? minutes on twenty-five. Oh god! What what striker would you bring into the club? One realistic, and then any one of your choice. Start with Dave. Uh, the, the realistic one is weird because I've seen people mention like Diego Costa and Falcao and stuff on there. Like, what? <laughs> surely that's not realistic. Um, but um, let's say if he's interested in Premier League clubs, Edin Dzeko. But again, that's a big if. Unrealistic one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone like Luis Suarez. Maybe <laughs> as much of an idiot he is, he's a good player, isn't he? Got bite. I think he'd fit this uh, this 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 system as well. Harry, what is it? Realistic and unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Well, realistic. I'm just gonna have to go with the one that's being rumoured, Arigi. I'm not too sure about it myself, but I think it'd be better than Balotelli anyway. Um, unrealistic. Bring in Steve Ball out of retirement, probably. Yeah, see if Ooh. he can make it in the top flight. Harry yeah. uh, Bayliss. My realistic Diego Costa, funnily enough. It's not out of our reaches, is it, really? What? Of course it is, mate. Cash. You can do all the fuck Yeah, you but what do you want to come to Wolves? Come on. You, if you offer a footballer enough money, they'll do what the hell you want them to. Nah, he loves that club, doesn't he? That's his club. Oh, my God, 1-1. One, one. Uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> I think if we could possibly do it, Costa is my ideal striker. I think he's nasty and hard and just scores goals for fun. If I had to pick anyone completely unrealistic out of retirement to come and play for you, Thierry Henry, every day of the week. Yeah, but that's a, that shouldn't have well, said that, Steve that's Ball, it, That is very, very unrealistic. <laughs> so, well, you, have, you have literally ticked the box I reckon there. he's better than Bonatini now, though. Oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm better than Bonatini now. Oh, for God's sake. Well. Uh, right, okay. I think. Is that everything we talked about? Let's do a is quiz. That we need to uh, talk about. Uh, I saw something on Talking Wolves actually. Dave uh, about the Napoli pair Mario Rui and uh, Amadou Diora Diora spreading rumours yeah, yeah. again Dave Get no Dave. no no this one was this was on a Italian Italian uh, site within uh, a verified journal on uh, on Twitter actually but yeah he basically said the Diora one is more realistic but for Wolves that would probably be a better buy because he's only 21 he's to be fair very very highly rated a defensive midfielder which I suppose Wolves sort of need at the moment obviously we've got Martinho and Neves but a lot of people want an, a bit of steel in the middle is um, Andro Silva dead that move he's still alive but yeah no, but you know what I mean. is it? he's doing alright oh, so, at the moment it, like, he was yeah, really yeah, tough in the summer I think he's on loan at Sevilla at the moment but um, yeah those pair I think Diawara is probably the more realistic but Mario Rui you can't really rule out he's a full back but he's Portuguese so he's going to have them links there as well what would you rate it out of 10 for happening uh, Diawara probably say 8 Ooh. 
and Ruiz six or seven, I'd say. Oh, well, pretty good. I picked up a stat actually, just going back to obviously the Tottenham game and Deli Ali signing a new deal and sort of people saying he's he's hot and cold. But apparently, since his Premier League debut, which was August 2015, no English midfielder has scored more goals. That's 38, or provided more assists, 26 than Deli Ali. Mm. So uh, depends which one turns it. Baller, absolute baller, uh, and that pornography of him, I don't think is is real. <laughs> so, uh, time for this. Magic mirror on the wall. Who's got the smallest of them all? Is it big enough to impress the ladies, or will they feel intimidated by the bloke at the urinals? His is massive, apparently. We're talking about IQs. Get your heads out of the gutter, filthy animals. It's time for the 77 Club Quiz. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't planned a quiz, so uh, I've got 30 questions. Uh, it's, going be, it's going to be hit or, hit or miss. Question one can go to Bayliss then. Uh, who was the first boss to win the championship with separate English clubs? Is this Steve Bruce? Steve Bruce? No, uh, it's uh, Herbert Chapman. Oh, Jesus good. Christ, who's that? <laughs> Herbert Chapman. What year oh. was that? Second choice. Uh, quite a while ago. So that's not the championship. That's not the championship then. Well, it was, yeah, it was. It was technically the league championship, wasn't it? Oh, so you mean the first oh, division dear. of football? No, I mean the championship. Oh God, that was it. Oh, I was thinking modern era, but yeah, Dave, how yeah. many FA Cup finals did George Best play in? Two. Two is incorrect. Oh, I thought it was right. Yeah. Oh. It is. It is uh, zero. Really? Never. Trick Harry Yeah How old was Roy Keane When he moved to Celtic 38 38 is incorrect Good start 34 Oh 34 Good clean sweep Bayliss Which Scottish team Are known as The Wee Rovers Excuse me Which <laughs> Scottish team Are known as The Wee Rovers W-E-E Oh my god I have no I don't even know A Scottish team That are the Rovers Inverness Inverness Rovers. That's Caledonia Rovers. Who's going for it? Wraith. Is it Wraith? No, it's Albion Rovers. Ah. Uh, which club's ground has the Darwin End? Dave. Darwin End. Oh, I know this. I actually yeah, know I this. think I do as well. Yeah. Uh, pff, I, I don't have a clue. Uh, let's go for like Charlton. Sam, is it, is it Blackburn? It is Blackburn. Correct. I, I had Watford in okay, my head. Have, have a point for that. <laughs> no, uh, to be honest, we, mu- no, we might sorry. have to. Uh, which which <laughs> newspaper involves Sven Joran Eriksson with the fake shake, Harry? Well, because they're always doing weird stories like this. I go with the sun. No. News of the oh world. My God, we're doing well. It is the news of the world. So I've actually got two points news now. Brilliant. Thank Bayless, you. Bayliss, yeah. which country did Dennis Turt play for? <laughs> Dennis Turt? <laughs> Who the fuck's he? Turt. Oh, <laughs> Turt. Turt burglar. Dutch. That is incorrect. Uh, play for England. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, John Collins made his debut at which Scottish club? <laughs> um, hearts. Oh, no. Hibs. Oh. Oh. He's a hard son. Where was John Barnes born? Jamaica. That's easy. Jamaica is... Yes! <laughs> One point to Harry. Yes! <laughs> Bayliss, who was the first keeper to captain an FA Cup winning side? Peter Shilton. Peter Shilton? <laughs> no. Oh, Does anyone want to guess? Uh, Bert Williams. Gordon no. Banks? No, it was Dave Besant. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which Yorkshire club has its ground in Grove Street? <clears throat> Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday! No. Uh, it's Barnsley, apparently. Uh, Second choice. Harry. <laughs> which club did Dean Ashton leave to join Norwich? Uh, crew, crew, Alexander. Oh my God! Yes, it is. Oh, he did it. Good. Oh, got that. Harry wins with two. Thank you. That is, yeah, two out of two. So uh, that brings an end. No, no, no. To, uh, Dave and I have got to do a playoff. Ah, yeah, okay. Well, let, let's keep going until one of you gets one right. And I've only got 
I've only got uh, 18 more questions. Sudden right. death, yeah? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Me first. Bayless. Yeah. Which athletic side are known as the Wasps? Anan. No, it's so close. Aloha. Aloha. Oh! For the win. This is for the win, isn't it? Well, for the not loss. Oh. Dave. Yeah. Which London team won the first full Members' Cup in 1986? <laughs> <laughs> um, Fulham. Fulham! No. Oh. Oh, Bayliss. Which footballing Danny refused to go on This Is Your Life? Murphy. You've got no chance. Murphy. No. Uh, no. It was obviously Danny Blanchflower. Oh, for oh, God's sake. These questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented the penny farthing? Fucking cheers, mate. Jim Farthing, wasn't it? <laughs> Always or Nigel Penny. Which Gary was crocked by Gazza's Wild 1991 FA Cup final tackle? What? Uh, to be fair, Sam, I wasn't born back then, so... Neither were we. Gary... Which Gary? <laughs> Gary. Um, Glitter. <laughs> Gary Caldwell. Gary Caldwell! No. Uh, Gary Charles. Of course, sorry. Bayless. Who is the first black player manager of an English league side? Ah, oh, I know this. I bet you don't, Harry. <laughs> I'd have black a shout at this manager. Old. It's not something stupid like Edgar Davids when he was at Barnet. Edgar Davids! I was going to go Paul Ince. What were you going to go for, Dave? Harry shout was good, Paul Ince, or Keith Curl, maybe? I don't know. Viv Anderson is what we're looking for. Oh, oh he's like 1927 <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great year that was. Wolves went unbeaten for 14 games. <laughs> Muzzy Is It represented which country in the 2002 oh, World Cup? It's your question. Oh. That's my name. Oh, is it Dave's? Go on, Dave. Turkey. Turkey! It's correct! Well, that is exhausting. Uh, and that brings an end to episode 49 of a Halloween special. <laughs> It's okay, we won't do that again. No, even though I do still find it funny. A big thank you for Dave party coming over from Talking Wolves. Uh, fuck off, Dave. Ruined it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Daniel Bayliss. Fuck off. Harry Mansell. Uh, yes, see you, Wolves fans. <laughs> inspired. <laughs> uh, and it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast. For the, the gang, 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 gang. gang. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.